everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This episode is Joe. We're doing the intro with uh, right after recording the episode because Matthew wants to do his World Cup picks and have them be recorded. Hey, Matthew, what are your World Cup picks? Yeah, why don't you give us your World Cup picks? Um, okay, so uh, I think the final is going to be uh, Brazil and Belgium. And I think Brazil is going to take it. It's going to be uh, a low-scoring game. It's going to be like 2-1 Brazil. Uh, but it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be a lot of exciting chances. Some amazing goalie stops. But low scoring my is team, the hottest take this century. My team <laughs> for, for the tournament is going to be Uruguay because I like their blue colors. Um, Argentina, uh, that'd be cool if they won. But like, they're the they're the caps of this World Cup. Yeah, I'd love Messi to win, but he's the Ovechkin of this. Come on, I'd love Ovech or I'd love Messi to win, but. Uh, I don't think Messi's ever won World gonna, Cup, right? My favorite yeah. is a mixture of yeah. I think they'll win and I want them to win. I'm going, I want I'm Argentina to win because they also have baby blue jerseys like baby Uruguay. Ooh, they have some beautiful, beautiful kids. I love yeah. their jerseys, baby blue. But uh, yeah, it's something's there's something. Why it seems like Messi's a head case when he gets to the World Cup. Really? It's, it's, it's like all about I've how they always, play him. It's all about how they play him. Right. I've always heard... I've I've never heard of him breaking out the World Cup, and I've, I've, I've read nothing but, like, how he's, like, a letdown in the World Cup. I would, then he, was, I, he was a huge letdown in the last Cup. Here's the thing. How much... Maybe it's, one, it's 11 It's an 11-man per team it's score. It's one of the best... If not the best, one of the best players ever to step on soccer. But, like, how much can one player affect a game in soccer? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Okay, well, but it's not basketball. Well, then I'll stand down. Then I'll stand down. Stand Messi, down. get your shit together, or you're not going to be remembered as one of the greats, like Ronaldo or Ronaldo Dino. Ronaldo Dino. Ronaldo Dino. No. What are y'all's picks? You said England. I said England because I'm sadistic. I can't wait for them to lose in the first round, and then I can just watch the game. Honestly, like when I watch the NBA. I love watching basketball now in my adult life because I don't have a team. So, like, I'm excited to just go into the World Cup with that same sort of attitude where it's like, oh, like, I'm just having fun. Like, I'll pick a team each game, and then if they lose, it's like, oh, darn. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why it'll be fun. This Because I remember last World Cup, I was like, USA, what the fuck? Let me down. We don't have to like, caps all over again. We don't have to worry about USA for approximately the first one-eighth of the cup. <laughs> yeah. I, um... Just let me say, he he didn't get it all podcast. (laughs) I didn't get in at all. You'll hear how much uh, I don't hog the mic after this intro. Right. Um, I will say it'll be fun. Yeah. Right, guys? I'm thinking Argentina. Argentina, there you go. I'm thinking. There you go. Super, super loyal. I'd be happy with that. I'd be cool with that. Jolly old England. I don't think anyone would be pissed to see Argentina win other than if your team lost because of them. I like Uruguay because, like, I feel like most, um, unless you're, like, a big soccer fan, you don't know, like, there's, like, maybe one dude you know on Uruguay. Like, any, like, casual, like, fan that's, like, doesn't watch any fucking soccer until the World Cup comes around. They're like, oh, fuck ah! You sound very angry about those fans. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, Whatever. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit there and act like, you know. Matthew, do you want you want to plug the coalition? Oh wait, yeah, that's right. Usually, Why? people aren't there to do their own interests. So they can't do their own plugs. Typically, yeah. 
And yet here I am. Why? Is there a leak? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just do it. You get it? Just, just do it. This <laughs> Why is coalition? So is there a leak? Till death do us part. Currently in its uh, Friday run. Fridays at 8 p.m. Amazing oh, show. Oh, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be after because it's about to be like, trash bang this Friday at 10 o'clock. No, there's trash bang. No, trash bang. Yeah. You missed trash bang. Trash bang uh, a week and a half ago at 10 o'clock. You missed trash bang. Come see it. It was really good. Uh, uh, the, the 4th of July sketch show is coming up. Oh, 4th of July sketch show. That's great. Every 2nd and 4th Saturday, there's a amazing one-two punch in Detective and Rodeo. Aren't we, aren't we this Saturday? Yeah, we're yeah. Saturday, but like this will come out way beyond. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss this Saturday. Oof. Yeah, oh. I got some oh, social no. media at rbacomedy, uh, rbacomedy.com. Typical uh, show plugs, producers cast on social media. At uh, rodeo on improv. What are we on Instagram? Rodeo, rodeo improv. Rodeo improv on Instagram. Rodeo yeah. improv on Facebook. Get off my farm on on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Fartbox official on oh, Jesus. Instagram. Fartbox official. Anything with official after it is a is a pretty good Instagram. That's name. what we that's what we came up with. That's yeah. what we were figuring out. Um, um, if you want to start your own podcast, uh, shoot us an email at producerscast at gmail.com. If you want to start a rival podcast, whatever podcast your friend is starting, shoot an email to Joe producers. Freeman at podcast.com. You're gonna get that, that one weird guy that um Can I read you guys the last Feedback email I got. Has like oh, from whom? Uh, I'll pull it up real quick. What is this? This is from. This is a, so I have a thing on my website where you can like submit feedback. This is from Warren Nall. Uh, message says. Movies so snaps along with do-it-yourself solutions. Thirty-one yeah, scar, twenty eighteen. I am talking. That's foreshadowing for I'm later sorry. on the podcast. I'm sorry. Everybody, what that noise is later. Joe is. Don't tell them because I do it later in the podcast, and they'll they'll figure it out. They'll put those two puzzle pieces together. It'll be a fun little I'm story. Sorry. Wow, that's a long email. <laughs> yeah, let's hear this. Um, this so may be the longest intro you've ever done in your life. <laughs> It's going to be a lot longer if we don't get <laughs> <laughs> through this. I'm going to cut it so short. Hey, everybody, what about the losers? Cut. We did episode. Uh, movies so snaps along with do-it-yourself solutions. 31 Scar, 2018. It's a comfortable feeling decreasing Naka Health Club after forever. Appearing, appeared pairing your regular workout or arriving the vividness. D-O-M-F. DOMS, overdue top muscle tissue tenderness, is characterized by localized inflammation, a lot less range of movement. Also, muscle smells function 5 to improve most. This is... This muscle <laughs> smell function? Yeah. So, this is an important Do You need to increase your muscle smell function. <laughs> How much are your muscles smelling? Not sniffing out the beefcakes at the club? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to sharpen your muscle smelling wait, wait, function? Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. To pressure on eliminate a lot while there are numerous answers within order to brighten your prized armpits, the uh, same thing. My prized oh. armpits. Oh, I love my prized armpits. My award-winning armpits. Would you like to sniff my arm? It is deemed as socially displeasing that could possess a cost in your coolness. Furthermore, attitude. Email is socially displeasing. <laughs> so send your feedback. To I like. I like some real feedback. I would love to just like have every. Every person that knows that guy know that that's the weird stuff that he's yeah. emailing. Anyone who knows Roald Dahl or whatever that guy's name was. 
That's, that's not that's, so human. That's two thousand. It was talking about your muscle smell function. <laughs> Could a robot talk about smell function? Your muscle smell function? Or your prized target? Yeah. They could not. They could not. Okay, I've been, I've been high for way too long. I just scan the show face. Okay, ain't trying to stay too long. I just do my own thing. Okay, and hope it all work out. Trying to set the bullshit up this and hope it all burn down. And niggas ain't shit, they're spitting, ain't spitting it like I do. Nigga, why you looking around? I'm right by you. Act stupid enough, they might sign you. I've been getting shows, men wise it up by you. And you can keep your fucking take on what I do. If it's super fucking fake when I smile. Never thought I'd envy a child. The way they so free, so wine is so wild. But I'm just hoping you feeling the same. I'm just hoping you feeling the boy. I just know that I'm spitting the same. I just know that I'm feeling the boy. No, I think we got it. Okay. Okay, cool. This is a nice place. Thanks, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we uh, we are no longer slumming it to either of us. Yeah, this is like, but this like studio specifically is. Oh, like, yeah. Really nice. Yeah, like, there's a lot. Just to, I guess, yeah, we're actually um, trying to do like a little network where we have like people do their own podcasts here. Right. I, you, I I've listened to the podcast. I've listened. Are we recording now? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> uh, um, But yeah, I listened to uh, the podcast before. Um, the tapping is going to be a problem for me. I yeah. tap a lot. I'm a big tapper. Uh, two guests before me have brought a gift. Oh shit. So I feel like I had to bring one. Uh, this is not... Uh, was not my original plan. My original plan was to buy Gretchen, and Chris, Grace brought one too. A new bottle of whiskey. Uh, so <laughs> instead, I just brought an old one because I'm a little tapped out from this weekend, which I feel like is almost cheaper than just not bringing a gift. Is yeah. bringing like a half drank gift, but yeah, I don't know. How do you, you feel about bourbon? I need to go get a chaser. You need a chaser. Or Water something. I don't know. Yeah. This is like a sipping. I'm sipping this thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. I've never done that. Anthony introduced me to Coke Backs. I'm going to get something because I know I'm going to hate the taste. Coke Backs. You've heard of that, right? I've heard of Coke Backs. I, uh, they're a big thing at bars. I'm not uh, a Coke Back guy. If I drink anything, it's water. If I'm doing any sort of chaser. Oh, hi. There's a cat in the room for the listener at home uh and two glasses of bourbon on the table what's your name this isn't pretty boy that's millie millie it's matthew's cat oh oh bye millie oh and two yinglings i i figured something right oh i poured a lot for just a for if you may so want to supposed to sip i'm a sipper i'm a big sipper you are not going to want to take all of that at once there's <laughs> for the listeners at home there's almost two fingers in there Whoa! Yeah, and it's a it's a wider cup than a shot glass. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, so just like take half of that if you're going to do it as a shot. <laughs> if not that, just control yourself. I just, I just know this. Okay. Whenever I drink a shot, I'm like, that was the worst decision. And <laughs> it wasn't until doing like a coke back where it was like, uh, oh, I can tolerate this because the taste doesn't bother me. Yeah, I don't have a taste for alcohol. Yeah, no, it took me a while to get. In fact, it was only really recently that I started to like actually like it. Mm-hmm. I, I started tolerating it. Two three years ago, but I didn't really start drinking in earnest till or I didn't really start drinking till I was nineteen. I didn't really start drinking in earnest till I was like twenty one, twenty two. Interesting. Once I found out I could go places and drink, it was done. It was <laughs> it was when I was eighteen. It was like I was way too scared to like do anything like that. But if I could go out at a bar and have like a drink and just sort of like hang out, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, this is really nice. Interesting. I w- I've always wanted to like understand the bar aspect i guess the only like community i've been in is like the theater one and it's mostly right. like 
drinking around or drinking somewhere else, like at Babes or something. Babes, all pretty much exclusively Babes, if well, not yeah, like it's like a stop somewhere else. Yeah, Saison, but like whenever we go there, I'm just like. <sighs> It's all like seven dollars. Yeah, it's I know. It's all expensive. You can get like not that it's not a high quality product, but I just I don't have the palate for it. Right. I I don't know. Every um, I usually get like Vienna Lager Tall Boys there if they have them. Those mm-hmm. are like four bucks. They used to sell there in Gensit all the time, which is cheap. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. I right. just want to say that the the standing milling about the the coolers there. Yeah, I'm always just like I feel a lot of pressure for like anyone behind me. Yes, I want to like look at all of them and like be like I don't know if this is one I would like. <laughs> Usually it's just like what would I like? I ask somebody who's there with me who knows my story. Right, but it's you can't coming more people. You can't go alone at all because then I just don't get. I just don't get anything. I went yeah. with uh, so I went with my uh, the class I'm TAing, and uh, they. He bought like a six pack for everybody, like two of them. Okay, it was. Uh, have you had the Dankwood? It's no. like double digit ABV. Oof, that's my beer. kind of beer. Yeah, and it was like made in like some like whiskey barrel nonsense. Jesus Christ. And it was just like I had one and I felt like I had four drinks. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this is this is a whole this is a whole world I didn't I didn't even know about. Yeah, you gotta be fucking careful when you don't have a tolerance for that. But that's <laughs> like but it's good though, because you can go out to babes. And pay the five dollar cover jar charged by like two PBRs a Jello shot and you're fine. Like that's pretty much. There's not even that sometimes to really get where you want to go that <clears> night. <throat> Whereas uh, if you're a regular drinker, it's like you go out on the weekend and you're like, well, if I want to go out and t- you know turn yeah, up, yeah, quote, yeah. I'm using air quotes. I'm looking <laughs> you don't at have, the mic. It's okay. You don't have to tell them everything. <laughs> I want. I want <laughs> my secrets out there. Um, no, uh, but if I want to, like, get crazy or anything, I've got to spend a ton of money. Yeah, I was talking to my friend Will about that. I was just like, I could probably spend $20 and probably get to the point where I might be about to vomit. If I'm not, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm quick about it. Yeah. If I spread it out, that's like a good night. Okay. If, I, if I'm, like, in an hour, if I burn $20 in alcohol, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, that's that, that's, like, that's like uh, four uh, citywides. Four citywides? A shot in a beer. Oh. I didn't know that was called a citywide. What, what did you know it as? A shot in a beer. I've heard uh, Happy Meal, which to me is... That's just confusing. That's like stoner talk. That's like yeah. negotiating a drug deal or something. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a Happy Meal. Citywide. Oh, I know what you want. Yeah, exactly. Here's a shot. Here's a beer. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's like the thing they do at Home Sweet Home. Matthew and I are, are like the only two people that I know of that are adamant it's called a citywide. Everyone else is either I you yeah. know, thought it was called a shot in a beer or Matthew and who else? Me. Okay. Where did you hear it from? Home Sweet Home. So Home Sweet Home is the first place you've heard it. You this yeah. is not like something you brought from out of town. No. Okay. They literally have a sign that says citywide. Oh. Maybe you just call that at Home Sweet Home for some reason. I don't know. I think I've seen it one other place, but I might have been drunk at already at that time. <laughs> Well, I have not. Uh, I've not heard it. I know in Jay Kogi, it's just shot in a beer. Yeah, I'm they, pretty positive they have the same special five dollars. Yeah, it's pretty great. There's a little bit more with the uh, with the beer. I just realized I heard uh, Gerard the other night came up to me at a party and said, uh, "This was not unprompted. I said something." I was like, you know, I've been going out a lot, and he's like, I heard that. I heard you have a reputation as a partier. And, like... <laughs> what? Yeah, not in a mean way. Like, no, no, he meant no. it nicely, but to me, it, like, 
I was like, oh, great, I have that reputation have now. Reputation and uh, I've only helped that by coming onto a podcast, immediately putting immediately out alcohol, bringing out alcohol, and then having a large discussion. It's been like 10 minutes. God damn it. Speaking of citywides, though, are we ready to do this thing? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to sip mine, so I'm only going to I'm gonna take a little toast with you, though, and then you can have your beer chaser. I, have, I, feel like I, I feel like I don't know how to do a half a shot in like a double shot glass. Just take like a gulp. Just take like a gulp. Just take, like, one gulp. Like, not even that, even if you don't want to. Take as much... That's the beauty of not having to do the whole thing. Yeah. You can do as much as you want. Oof. And then drink a tummy gingling afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. The... I'll figure it out. You just gave me this whole spiel about how... Please do not drink all that. That's (laughs) that's 101 uh, proof. Uh, now people know exactly the brand. Um, oh, we can we can talk. You can say the brand. No, I don't want to give them free advertisement on your show. Or maybe they'll give us money. Hey, maybe that's what, that's what Taylor's episode is all about. Maybe if someone slides a little cash our way, we'll let uh let that crazy <laughs> bird out of its cage. <laughs> and, am I right? <laughs> well, you did already say Yingling, so yeah. Well, Yingling pays me. I'm their spokesperson at this point. Oh, so you came on with a plug? Yeah, great. I'll make sure I plug up top. I did not bring the Yingling for the record. Let's just do this. Yingling advertisers. Boost. I got a little overzealous and spilled some on the table for the listener at home. Ooh, I feel like I should get up again and get you something to clean that up with. I am going to use my sleeve. No. No. (laughs) No. You tell them a little bit about you. Uh, Well, my name is Joe. There it is. I do improv at a theater. All right, uh, now that he's gone, um, I just want to say that for the five people listening out there, uh, third Saturday in July, meet me on the... Hey, what's going on? Meet you where? <laughs> Nothing. No, finish it. <laughs> meet me on the Monroe Bridge and <laughs> wear a rose in your hair and look out at the ocean. And if I see you there at 3 p.m., I'll come up from behind and hug you, and then we'll... Don't turn around. Yeah, don't turn around. Let, come me, let me leave, <laughs> and we'll have that moment. Yeah, exactly. It'll be gorgeous, just like the day, and just like you are, listener at home. How did you get an improv? Uh, so I've always been, like, a big fan. Mm. Of the of the art of improv. Of the art of improv. Comedy in general. I was a huge comedy nerd in high school, um, and am still... Uh, and uh, we'd listen to podcasts all the time. I remember like 2008, 2009, uh, I got into uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a sports podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like, what else out there might I like? So I just Googled. I literally searched on uh, iTunes uh, movies and comedy, like two separate searches. And I got Doug Lowe's movies and comedy death ray, which turned into comedy bang bang. Uh, <clears throat> and those are very like, well... Douglas movie less so. That's more like a stand-up show, but like it's still in the vein of performance art. Exactly, and and comedy Batman is like heavy improv. Like once mm-hmm. I found out you could do weird shit like that, I was like, I love it. Um, and so I you've, wa- always, you've always been into like comedy and stuff. Yes, um, oh, yeah. and I always wanted to do. I remember I took a. I signed up for a free view at the. the it wasn't even a theater at that point. The Coalition, the Richmond Comedy Coalition. Yeah, and like 2011, 2012 ish, and. Um, just didn't want to do it. I I met I like got lost walking there. I was walking there and I got lost and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, next time." And like the guy was like, "No, it's totally cool. Uh, just you know, take one of our glasses." And I didn't have the money at the time. Sure. Um, and then uh, I was very sedentary for a few years and uh, went through uh, 
2017, went through early 2017, went through a breakup and was like, if there's anything this show can relate to. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems, I found that out at the uh, coalition, uh, what's it, the intro thing that we did when we first became company members, Uh, they did a summit, the summit, that's what they called it. Uh, At the summit, there was like the whole icebreaker thing at the beginning, and it was a ton of like, did I break that to you? No, you did not. Uh, Three other people did. We're like, yeah, I also came because of a breakup. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not the only one. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I signed up for a class, went literally a month after um, the breakup, like a month and like a couple of days after I went to my first one-on-one class. And it was like fucking history. Like, I love that. Early, early 2017, right? Yeah. April, I believe, was when the so first class was. you were just one was. session ahead of me, huh? Yeah. Did you think I was more? Yeah. How, how long do you think I've been at the theater? I think if I had to, knowing what I know now, or trying to forget what I know now, <laughs> I probably would have said, like, mid-2016. No. If you had said earlier, I would have been like, I didn't know that, but I, I don't know if I'd be surprised because there's a lot of people who have been around for a hot minute. Yeah. I but think also, like, you wouldn't have been there too long to right. just be milling about. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I understand that. Uh, I got in with the one-on-one group, and I uh, meshed immediately. Not immediately. It took a few classes, but, like, pretty early on, we all started, like, hanging out all the time and, like, going like, out together. Like the Anthony... Angela, Anthony, Anthony and Mara were not involved. I actually had to take a different class for 201 because I went back to full-time at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they took they moved on to 201, and Anthony and Mara were in that class. That's how Anthony and Mara became integrated. That's right, because he said he waited for her or something. He, he waited for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I was really integrated with them. And uh, that's probably why it just seemed like comfortable and like at the theater. But we all just were like one on one. Like last year, we were just one on one kids. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we're the, weirdly. The next wave. Yeah, we're like weirdly involved. It's weird how. It's weird how quick it all happened. Yeah. If I, if I can give you my. I mean, I don't know how much I go over this, but like <clears throat> in 101, I did way. I had way more stage time than any other person in my. Any, either 101 class. Right. In 201, we were doing, me and Matthew were doing regular refinery sets. In 301, I was on a house team. Hmm. 401, well, I'm taking 501, but this is when I should be taking 401. I'm TA. You're TA. The fucking. And I put on, I did like a poster show. I can't wait till next year when you're in charge of the entire theater. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's be fantastic. Really, look, if, if the pattern keeps heightening, yeah. if, they, if they truly respect the art, <laughs> this is going to happen. I'm going to own improv in four years. That's how if this works. If you love improv, Mastoe must run the theater. It's the only way. It's the only way. <laughs> Offer sets. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I did not expect to be in a house team this early. I tried out for shits and giggles. Like, I was that just was like. me and Matthew. We were just like, I, I, was, I wasn't even going to. And then it was just like, let's give it a shot. Let's have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, let's see, like, <coughs> what the process is like. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, and it was fucking weird. It was definitely a, one of the weirder ones. It and wasn't as weird as I heard it had been in the past. Really? What's, what are some of the things you've heard about in the past? They, I was told that one of the things that could possibly be done is, Excuse me, everyone to be in the green room. <laughs> you doing right. <laughs> uh, Everyone to be in the green room, and you walk out one at a time and be on stage with somebody, one of the higher-ups. Right. And you try to do a scene, but they would purposely do bad improv. That 
Okay. Um, <laughs> you have to, like, find a way to do... I don't know what the hell they're looking for in that situation. I don't know what the hell I'd do in that situation. If that was the process this time around, we'd, I'd be fucked. I'd be fucked as hell. Because I, like... I somehow... Because I came out with sort of a fucking attitude, I think it's the only reason I, I made it, uh, is because I felt comfortable. Because I was like, ah, who cares? I'm not going to make it anyway. <laughs> uh, so next time when there are real stakes is when I'm probably going to, bu- uh, mm-hmm. you know, butcher that I was thinking about the next one and, like... If anybody, you know, because I think that one of the reasons that the new wave kind of has such a footing is because a lot of the older wave like took a break. Exactly. That's what. And it's I, fair and fine. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm happy for that because that gives us a chance to go on. Now we're getting a ton of fucking stage time. Mm-hmm. That's only like, it's only helping me improve. I'm very excited about that. Um, but I also have no. I'm not disillusioned by the no, notion that if all like. The old house team members tried out. We'd be, it'd be nearly as many of us, and probably I'd be near the bottom of about to be cut out of that one. Yeah. So like, I'm not. There's no like big headedness about this house team, but I'm like, I'm so fucking happy about yeah, it because yeah. there's so much stage time. And like, honestly, I really love my house team. Yeah, and I'm a fan of everybody Gosh, on that watching, team. Watching because at first, I think I told this to everybody. At first, the teams just felt like like they were gelling. Right. And I feel like we got an early start, so we gelled quicker. Right. And we did the first two, like, two showcase shows. So it was like, I was like, oh, gosh, are we, is this, like, what's going to happen? Right. But, like, now every team seems to have, like, their shit together. Yeah. Doing good shows. Yeah. Like um, second Best Fest was hilarious. Everyone killed at Second Best Fest. Such a good night. It's, I- it sucks that that's not every weekend because, like, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was really a fun weekend. I walked home. I walked home at six a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> it was pretty great. You went to the after 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 party. I went to the after 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 party as I'm wont to do because uh, I have a reputation as a partier. Apparently, I've heard. <laughs> heard. I've actually toned that a lot down in the past few months, but I was I made a special effort because I knew you know good it's, weekend. It's a good weekend. Yeah, you got to make that effort. What is the? Um, gosh, what is the? I'm trying, I've always wanted to like. I'm still like tooling this show out. Like, I feel like I want to get into like your what. What is your inspiration? That's something. I, that, that's a question I've been messing around with. I'm trying to figure out. If that's something that I want to like ask people about because like there was okay. a, there was a couple weeks or shows where I would like talk to people about like what's your family situation like? What's your support like? Right. Because I think that was a time where I was feeling so unsupported. Right. And so I don't know if it's like I'm looking for inspiration because I feel like I have plenty. But just like I'm just so curious about like what inspires you? What inspired Because I mean like that's the whole point of the show is what inspired me to get into this. And like so what inspired I guess yeah what other than like because a breakup kind of thing happened. But like what I guess it's once you get to the point because like we're cut, we, I don't want to say we've reached anything special, but like we, giving we, ourselves credit for our accomplishments, we've reached something. So what keeps yeah. you, keeps you pushing to make that great? I just want to get really fucking good at improv. Like I really do. Like I, I find it. I I loved it beforehand. You know, before I started taking classes, but I didn't really like know anything about it. I'd taken like a couple things when I was a kid. Um, not much else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I don't know. I I came into the classes. And I'm, I'm immensely interested in like pretty much anything like i love going to practice and doing uh uh classes like taking classes over and over again because i'm just interested in like getting good at the art of improv as Mm -hmm. up my own ass as that sounds but it really is like it is it is an art form as you know silly as it is it's theater exactly it's theater and i i like the um 
I, I don't know. I'm interested in. I'm interested in what makes it work. What makes a good scene? What makes people laugh? Mm-hmm. Like all that shit fascinates me. I like taking it apart, and I want to, you know, dissect it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Figure out how it works. There was. Um, <clears throat> did you see the first seven o'clock show uh, for Friday? For, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait, which one? The people who were from out of town, the the old people, past their prime. Players. Past their prime time players was one of the. I told I told the guy that after the, at the uh, after yeah. party. Um, the past their prime times players were one of the best fucking shows of the entire weekend. I, I'll, I'll say this about them, and obviously this is like one of the one of the good things that they just did. Like, it's three. By the way, for, for people that don't know, it's three like fifty something year old people from San Francisco. Francisco. It uh, Who couldn't have been nicer. It, they were amazing. They were. They came and talked to us. Like. Uh, yeah. You know, they were chatty the entire time. They were out. They went to all the shows. They did a workshop. They did a fucking workshop. They did the group games workshop. If any, they obviously don't need help doing group games, but he took the workshop. If anything will inspire you to, like, get better, it's that three 50-something-year-old people that are, like, really fucking good at improv already want to learn and get better. And, like, they're going to other shows and laughing, like, with people, like, half their age, and they're like, those guys were fucking hilarious. I yeah. love what they're doing. Like, there's... There's no ego there. They were... I, I loved them. Uh-huh. Everything that they did was so inspiring. Yeah. I, uh, this is the first show that I've done since the fest, and I, I feel like I probably won't talk too much about the fest after this, so I kind of want to say these things now. Like, Okay. So the one thing that really, really hit home, if I took anything... Like I took two workshops. If I take anything away from this weekend, it's the fact that they went on... I've seen people do improv on that stage. Right. And I've only seen one team really own the stage. Big bosses, right? But they owned the shit out of that stage. That was their show. That, that was, was their show. Oh my god! That was their fucking theater. It was their theater. It was absolutely. Yeah. It was like they. It was, it was like I was in San Francisco watching them do it on their home court. It was just like I, I talked a bit with uh, Levesky about it. I was just. He, it, they were just like, we're going to tell you what's funny, right? And you're going to laugh exactly. When while we're on stage, it's like I have an idea that I think is funny, and I hope that they do. But they were just like. I know exactly what is going to hit. Right. I am. Um, I'm. I don't care how many fourth or fifth walls I break. Like, yeah. this is an amazing. Oh gosh. They, I was. Tell, I was telling them. I was telling them they were. I was telling one of the guys uh, that I was talking to at the after party. The guy with the beard. Yeah. Uh, he was in the best ofs. He. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, "You do edits like I've never seen before." That, those are the crazy, uh, crazy edits because they would just come on stage. Like at one point, one of the guys like walked up to edit, and then the scene kept going on. And they go, "Oh, hi, what are you doing here?" And he goes, "Oh, well, I was trying to edit, and I, I didn't." I, I, your Nixon joke. Yeah, like, I didn't get here in time because the stage was really long. Yeah, and then he just fucking edited <laughs> the scene. Edited again. <laughs> he did the, like arm sweep thing. Yeah, exactly. My favorite one was he edited, and the homeboy didn't get off the stage, <laughs> and then he did it again. Yeah. Like, My edits aren't working. What do I do? And that was the new. Scene. He would not be denied. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it, there was no, there was never one moment they didn't look as confident as ever, and just just like again, every every time I see like good improv or new improv, I'm just like, you can do that, right? You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to just go on stage and be like, my edit isn't working. Or, yeah, exactly. Or like, oh gosh, I haven't seen this move since 101. Like, freeze, and then scene paint. Instead of just like trying to mash a scene bait, like slow it down, be confident. I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh right. my gosh, I can't like reiterate this point enough. They own the stage. They really did, and it was just it was so 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 inspiring to watch that. And then okay, no, I was just gonna say if there's one thing I'm taking away from the weekend in a similar vein. It's yeah. that like, and I was telling, I was talking to Josh Josh Wright. If he listens, he was on the show, right? 
Future friend of the show. Future friend of the show, Josh Wright. I was talking with Josh Wright this weekend, and um, uh, I was like, you know, I go into these classes with, like, really, like, I want to learn, like, I want to do this shit. But when I get to, like, shows on Saturday, it's like, just fucking have fun. Like, you're never, there's never going to be a moment like this in your life again. Like, just go fucking have fun. If uh, if there ever was a moment where you know you're in the good days, it's going on stage at the coalition at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Exactly. But then, like, also, like, at the fucking festival, that's what everyone was doing. Everyone was just like, we're going to have fun. Like, that's why the best of us worked, even though it was just a hodgepodge of people. Because everyone was just like, oh, we're going to fucking have fun with it. Which is my next thing. Holy cow. Like I heard, I heard like yeah, the, the All Star Show is like uh, it's a little chaotic because you know it's like a representative from HT, and I was like, oh man, I don't know how it's gonna look. Like I've done the casual sets, it's been hit or miss, right? <clears throat> and not for anyone's fault, just like you know, like or a new class, it's like things aren't gelling well. But like they literally, it just felt like they took one scene and they just did tag offs the whole time. Yeah, and it was just like you knew they knew exactly what was going on not one moment went by where people were confused right and that was the thing that was just like because there's a lot of times where there is confusion on stage and it's just like there's no confusion with these people yeah they know exactly what the fuck they're doing and that's so that's crazy another thing they did which I didn't expect to work so well is they brought all their like everyone had their different styles still like everyone did their different like style of comedy and it's different style of improv and they brought it to a scene and it worked like they were just like because i because no one was trying to do anyone else everyone was just doing like being themselves and also like i guess the thing is is like yeah we learn improv here but we don't realize that everyone else learns the same thing so like a tag out is the same to everybody or the edit is the same to everybody but right. like also everyone's probably taught the same thing like Make your scene partner look good. Don't bring anything to a scene that doesn't do the scene justice. Right. Like, different kind of uh, technical things. Just, like, all that stuff is just, like, wow. Like, I, right. I, it just It's a language. We speak a language now. Yes. And yes. seeing that on stage and then done way better, like, someone who's been speaking it their whole lives or for, like, 15 times as long as you have, it's just, like... We speak the same language, and there's a bunch of different accents, which is my favorite part. Oh, there it. you go. There you go. No, no, I just like yeah. uh, I, I love. That's what I loved about this weekend was like I saw a bunch of different. Just right into that microphone yeah, next time. Um, you brought the alcohol. I did. I did. I Give didn't bring the yingling. I did not bring the yingling. Yeah. Well, that's not what's doing it. <laughs> um, not that much of a lightweight, Joe. Oh, is. <laughs> <laughs> is it really, is it sitting bad with you? Did I do a bad thing? No, no, no. Okay. It's just, uh, I, I mean, it's working. Okay. Alcohol yeah. is working. Ooh. That's enough for me. Don't give me any more. I'm, you've I, gotten out of it. I'm going to pour the rest of this into my cup. Just a little, just a, leave, 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 leave one more for me. Leave one little sip for Yeah. No, yeah. Like, like, it's like a half shot or a shot. I'll do. And I'll, uh, I'll take that like 15 minutes. When we're, like, <laughs> when we're getting towards the end. There we go. There you go. Just a little taster. Just a little taster. <laughs> but I love I love seeing what makes different people laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like King Zebra came on and they brought uh, uh, a bunch of they brought race into a lot of their scenes and it was hilarious. But like you know, I like the way they did that. exactly. But prime time past the prime time players came on. They brought in they brought how, age into it exactly, and that was fucking hilarious. And like people would just bring their own shit to it. People would bring their weird absurdist shit. Like Trash Bang didn't alter their show. To be in the festival, they just did the weird. They did, they did their show. Did you watch see Trash Bang? Yeah, Cash for Eggs is the hardest I've laughed <laughs> in a million years. I'm still laughing about Cash for Eggs. If that, I don't think that's. I don't know if that's available online or not, but that is. I've never laughed harder at it. Was just like this infomercial for a Cash for Eggs business, and they're like oh hard boiled eggs, brown eggs, white eggs, not human lady eggs. <laughs> That was, ah, uh, there was so many fun. I should not Jeez. have. 
quoted it. It's, it always makes it sound worse if you quote it. But it was fucking hilarious. I've not laughed as hard in a long-ass time. Trash Bang has a show, has a 4th of July show. I think it's coming out before then, so. Was it called Trash Father or Father Bang or something? Father? Like? I don't know. They're both good. <laughs> They're both good days. I think it's Father Bang. I think it's Trash Father. Yeah, that's just the whole festival. Um, God, it was just, I don't know, like watching, like, it just, uh, the, the last analogy is just like, we were all, we're learning to swim, and that's what it is, we're learning. We're right. drowning sometimes, but we're learning, and they're fucking doing like the backstroke. Yeah. Butterfly and like, just all this other, yeah. There's a reason we were the uh, Thursday openers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And no, and no one saw us. Although I will say, Murder Beach, I thought, m- murdered. <laughs> no, but I thought they fucking were amazing Thursday night, and I think they were good enough that night to be like any point in the festival. Not that Thursday night is a downgrade from the rest of the festival. No, it's not. But I, it's the just only thing that sucks is a lot for a lot of acts weren't there. Yeah, that's the th- that's the thing about it. It's like it's just local people. It's local people getting excited for a festival. It's still the same great crowd, but yeah. like you're, it's you know, it's the same people. Yeah, that's the only thing. I just think yeah, just man. Just the, just the whole the whole experience is very positive. I loved it. I, Thursday night was a great fucking time. I love uh, I love doing that. Um, I love going to all those different shows. I want to do more two man improv now. Yeah, right. I After know. seeing all those shows, like I want to get good enough to do a two man show and like get back to some tiny bladders or some shit. Because that was like that was like the only two man improv I've ever done. And was I, tiny bladders you and Matt? It was me and Matt, and then we brought on a couple people. Okay, because we thought. We we thought for sure no way we're making a house team so let's like get on the indie team game let's like do it do it strong and Katie was like do you have one refinery slot so it was just me and him at first and they weren't bad improv shows they just weren't funny obviously because we're both so so new right not comfortable up there right and so I like to really get back to it and like see what that looks like I saw you guys kill in when you were two hundred one students though I've seen you guys That's I've seen the, you guys I perform. don't know if you're being nice or not but I'm genuinely lot, not being nice a lot nice. of people have said so many positive things if enough like, people are saying so many positive things you should uh, believe it at that point uh, and honestly if I can uh, <laughs> blow Matthew for just a quick second here he can come down for that uh, no, he's no. on my house team is he upstairs right now he's upstairs. No, no, no. This is a two-man show. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Is there a trouble in paradise? Do you need- no, no, no. He's fine. Okay. It's just the only thing that's... Uh, when he came out for Chris's episode, it went way long. Because uh, we were both like, answering his questions and talking about whatever Chris had. So it was just okay. like... Are you opposed to like a two-hour podcast? I don't think I necessarily am. I just feel like we didn't get to as much as I wanted to with Chris. Okay. Fair enough. Fair it has nothing to do with Matthew. It's just with this, this is the show. That just becomes doing. chaotic. I was yeah. saying for like the last 15 minutes, we bring him on for a lightning round. You know? <laughs> That's what you should do with every guest. Um, what was your original question? I was talking... Oh, oh, if I can blow Matthew for just two seconds. The genius of Matthew forehand. Matthew uh, is the... I, I don't know what a good analogy for this is. Is he's he's uh he's a fucking lifesaver because if a scene is doing badly, he'll come on with something some weird hilarious angle, or he'll come on with a joke that you can just edit the fuck out of there with. He's and, a wonderful, wonderful improv yeah, partner. Exactly. Yes, he'll he'll bail you out of almost any situation, which is all you want out of. He's got uh, your back. Improv partner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, he one hundred percent. I've seen him do that so many times. He did it with me a lot of the times, and like, yeah, he's just. He's the best person to have as your comedy partner. He's fucking hilarious. Um, and that, I'm a big fan of uh, 
him and everyone on my house team, which is yeah, why I feel like... He's a really great team. This is why I feel like I'm, like... Uh, this is a really exciting thing, making a house team and, like, performing every Saturday. Because I'm, like, I'm literally performing with six people that are more experienced and better at me than improv. Uh, <laughs> you have an eight-person team. Who's the eighth? Uh, oh, uh, Aaron, my coach, player coach. No, you have eight people on your team. You said there are six people better than you. Oh, seven. 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 I'm sorry. I messed up I was like, who's, who's getting the shade on this one? Oh, no one's getting the shade on this one. Except that fucker Matthew Forehead. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Um, one thing that, I don't know, I guess, I don't, I guess being so new to improv, I guess I, I feel like, and my standard being so high, I guess, yeah, hearing the, hearing the nice things of like, Tiny Lodgers was great. And like Ben told me the other day, he was just like, uh, was your we did a workshop, and he was we, we, yeah. The end of the workshop, Bruce was just like, "All right, we're gonna do a circle, and everyone's gonna tell the person to their right something they really liked about what they saw today." <laughs> Which I thought was like a really cool thing to do. <clears throat> and it came down to Ben. And he was just like, and it felt like for him, he was giving me like a note overall. <laughs> ben was like the first person I ever did improv with. Like, oh, really? At, at, a, at a jam. Oh yeah, you said you tell him that every time you see him, and he never remembers. <laughs> might remember now because we're, we're taking a class together. Oh, okay, but um, but he was like, yeah. He, Nothing ever seems to phase you. Like no matter what someone throws at you, like it never you never look shocked or scared. And I'm just like, maybe I'm way better at this. And I'm not looking for you to confirm, I'm just saying like that's something I've noticed a lot with like improvisers. Just like I don't know, maybe it's a very supportive group. Right. But it's really it's really easy for you to be like, I'm not so sure I believe what is the Kool-Aid or whatever. Because like, like that seems that seems a little too fishy. I think you only hear positive things because there's no point in negatively noting somebody mm-hmm. um, just in passing. Like, there's no point in, like, Ben coming up to you and being like, hey, man, if you really want to get better, here's a fucking note. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's different than, like, a coach is doing it. But, like, you know, people just want to tell you positive things because they, you know. That's what they're focusing on. They're like, he's so great at this. And yeah. I'm the only one looking at myself going, I'm not good at this. Yeah. And you get, here's the thing. You recognize that you're not good at something, but don't look at it as a bad thing. Just be like, okay, I'm bad at this. I'd like to get better at this. How do I? Or imp- find a way to turn it into a strength or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know, it's all about improvement uh, when it comes yeah. to that sort of stuff. And when people are giving you positive reinforcement, they're like, focus on that. Don't drop out. You know, don't leave the theater. Like, here's what you're good at. You are good. I'm affirming you. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, this community is really good for stuff like that. Yeah, it's really positive. Um, and that was one of the rules on our house team pretty early on was Aaron was just like, don't note each other. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're out of bars afterwards, don't give each other like the blow by blow afterwards. It's just like it only creates hard feelings. Like, let me know you and then let, you know, let yourselves just have fun or be like, that was great or like yeah, this yeah. or that. And like. Um, I think that's a really, I think that's pretty important. I, I really do. Um, because enough negativity and someone thinks like, well, I'm just bad at this and there's no way I can, <laughs> there's no way I can get better. So I'll just get the fuck out of here. But like, yeah, you know. Clutterbuck has that same rule. He did a guest coach stash with us. Nice. He has the same rule of don't ever give each other notes. Don't ever, 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 ever do that. I think that's a Matt Newman thing. Think so? Yeah, I think uh, Aaron said it was on Matt Newman did it for every one of his teams. Huh. Um, it's always so weird to think about, like, the coaches and the big big league people were all coached by the bigger league people. <laughs> the bigger league people? Who's bigger? Who's at the top of this pyramid? Well, the middle management. Middle management. So, uh, Pajor, Holcomb, and uh, Newman. Newman. Yeah. You wouldn't put Aaron Grant there? Or Jim Zarling? I would put them at the top of the tip-top. 
for sure. So you would put them above <laughs> Jim and Hulk. I'm not necessarily saying in terms of skill. I'm just saying like they were the ones that kind of started this shit. Like Jim was on a team here, and yeah. after that team was coached by one of the three. Okay. So like the, they were like the original coaches, and maybe someone else. I don't know, like uh, Gantz or somebody. Gantz was one. Of, was the other one. I think Aaron Grant started with him. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. Where it comes into like I don't know, but like for example, uh, we'll do like Elliot. Like right. Elliot's a coach now. Right. He was a player then. Yeah. He started out being coached by one of those people. Right. Aaron, I'm sure was on, was on, I don't know what team she was on. She was on uh, my my favorite name team, uh, Karate Practice, was yes. the name of her original so, team. So, like, she is a coach now and was being coached by, up whether, whether it was Aaron, Jim, or just the, the three I named, like... Can I go on a tangent with you for just... Yeah. For a bit? Uh, I'm a very tangential thinker. Yeah. Uh, you, you do well on the podcast. Thank you. Uh... You've had you had to have some rejects for names of your house team that you loved. What are some of those names? So here's the thing: when it came to the naming, was very complicated. Right. Not everyone on our team loved Detective. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we had a poll. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. I don't remember if I have it saved or not, but we're gonna go ahead and see. So. Uh, the person who suggested Detective was me. Okay. Suggested so Detective was my name. Right. Um, and then you fixed the poll so that... I 100% didn't. Detective. I, I worry that people might have thought that. <laughs> but for me, it was mostly just like I wanted to facilitate the poll and let, let everyone else kind of figure it out. I will go over the names. I think I have the docs right here. It's just loading. I hope so. Oh, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> um... All right, so let me see. This is the, I think this was the top, oh, this was top 50? We had a lot. Um, let we me fucking 50? I want to see if I can We did it. have a lot. Kale, uh, Kale Davis, by oh, the way. a lot. I want to give a lot. Kale, <laughs> Kale Davis, when he goes, when someone tells him to brainstorm, that motherfucker brainstorms his ass off. And we'll just like, you will, st- you will be like, he'll say a name and you'll be like, oh, I kind of like that. Let's talk about that for a second. He'll, he's already on to the next name. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to rein him in sometimes. You don't have to rein him in. I would never want to rein Kale in. But No, never. No one ever would want to. I know that. But you can't list like a hundred names, Kale. <laughs> All right. So here are the top three, four, five. Here are the top ten names that we had. Okay. So we, we, we had like we had a, a doc where everyone could submit their names, and right. we would all rate them one to ten. Okay. And then that we would total them up in the top ten. We'd vote out of them, and then that would be the winner. Mm-hmm. So these are the names in no particular order. Uh, Dirty Jimmy. <laughs> I already like that name the most. It came from a scene. Can you guess who was Dirty Jimmy on uh, the team? It was Alex. Oh, guess one more time. Oh, uh, Anthony. I'm surprised you didn't get it. It's Angela. Of course. There it is. <laughs> I got to love Angela. She's going to be on the show soon. Messino. Messino. Uh, full-time horse. That came from one of our full-time very, horses very good. first sets. Full-time horse is really good. Um, this one was an Alex throwaway. Okay. Uh, Gazillionaires. I'm pretty sure it was Alex throwaway. Okay. I didn't like that one very much. Um, Fam Damley. <laughs> Fam Damley is a good one. That was uh, something that uh, Scott called us once, and it made it was like, is that Fan Damley or Fan Damley? <laughs> and it was just like it, both of them made the original vote. Um, Yesterweek. Yesterweek. We did that. We do the pattern game a lot. Right. And uh, that was the end result of one of them. And we all were just like, mmm, the creamy pattern. Because like, it, like, it was a good pattern. Uh, cake sandwich. 
Highway Patrol, another okay. Alex name. Atomic, which was another random Alex name that was like top three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, this is the only other name I think I submitted that I really liked. Uh, Mugshot. Mugshot was good. Mugshot was good. Mugshot because in the hostel where we used to practice, there's a Justin Bieber's mugshot. Just like... Just, is it actual Justin Bieber? Actual Justin Bieber. Fuck it's yes. actual mugshot. Yes. And then Detective. Mugshot and de- Detective are kind of in the same vein. Nothing beats... I think Dirty Jimmy would get my vote, but uh, Full Time Horse is also good. So I would like, for the sake of the show, for you to tell uh, tell what yours... I do not... I remember the couple of yours, and... Uh, I can't remember all of them. I can remember my one of my favorites... That my, didn't make it. My absolute favorite, which no one else liked, like maybe one Ooh. other person liked, uh, was something Sean said. We just had a giant brainstorming session because nothing had come out in improv the way we wanted it to, mm-hmm. so we had nothing to draw scenes from. Yeah. I will say that, like, the week after, in practice, we had, like, five things that could have been names, and, like, but we had already named the fucking team. But, uh, um, oh, hey, Pretty Boy Floyd Jr. making an appearance. Oh, you do listen to the show. Hey, buddy. He's here. Hey, man. Um, uh, but my absolute favorite was, I think Sean suggested it or Zach su- suggested it, but it was My Dinner with Andres. Ooh. <laughs> which is a, which is just a, a joke of, a parody of My Dinner with Andre, which is an old, like, obscure movie. Oh, my gosh. And Alex I, and Scott would have shit, them, shit, shit themselves. I was dying laughing at that one. Like, no one else liked it. I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard at My Dinner with Andres. I liked uh, Bird Facts Premium. That was uh, me in the group thread. Was I said uh, in our first group thread? I said you've subscribed to Bird Facts or something yeah, dumb yeah. like that. And someone was like, "Oh no!" I said Kale likes to get Bird Facts at three a.m. <laughs> uh, and then uh, someone was like, "Can you change the time of it?" And I was like, "Only if you buy Bird Facts Premium." <laughs> <laughs> but I like Bird Facts Premium as a name yeah, yeah, because a it was weird. Uh, Aaron did not like it. Oh, and then our absolute, our favorite that everyone, like, loved, and we were ready to, like, put it down, but Katie would not do it, uh, was uh, Southern Living Magazine. We wanted to call our group Southern (laughs) Living Magazine. Katie was like, well, there's a magazine actually called that, and, like, you know, marketing, it might be trouble, and, like, you know, we don't want anything to do that. And I was like, but come on. Like, it's funny. Um, Southwestern Living Magazine? Southwestern. I just, I opted for Southern Living, or SLM. Um, oh god, slim. Um, I remember one of the ones that you guys had was uh, something where in the t- team name was the term house team. I oh, was it was, was Doctor House Team. I was so I was like, please don't pick that. <laughs> please don't. Why not? That was my suggestion as well. I That's, love that suggestion. Why? Why no Doctor House Team? Because it just it's like it's like. Anything with house team or improv or comedy, I just feel like it's like a bad teammate. Yeah, no, my opinion, my personal opinion. What was the other one? The other one was like tickle fight was like another one or like that would have been really weird. Yeah, like and people just were not uh, people were like eh, I don't know about the joke thing. There I'll were a couple of the ones that were puns that were funny at first, and then the more we said them, the more we were like I don't really like that. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, house, naming a house team is like hard, but it's, it's so difficult. Rodeo was literally the name that everyone felt most medium on. That's yeah. how we decided on Rodeo. I'm mad you guys went with the exclamation point because I wanted an exclamation point, but nobody for, else did. For a detective? 
Detective. That fits better with rodeo. Let's I'm not here to say that it doesn't. You've got the glasses with the mustache. You got the we marks. Did. We have stickers. You got we the marks. The Instagram. I didn't know people hated the fact that we got an Instagram so early. Really? I didn't know that. That was either. a point of contention. Really? I have a good question for you. I okay. don't remember if this was discussed on any of the podcast, but I'm bringing it to the show now. Let's do it. You you have you read Harry Potter? I fucking love Harry Potter. Perfect. This question's right up your alley. All right, here we go. There are four house teams. There are four houses. Which house teams? Which house? Oh! So, I, there's an answer, I believe, and then there's an answer that the person who asked this question believes. Okay. Um, oh, this is really interesting. Because if I, I'm going to name Rodeo as Gryffindor just because, like, I'm going to look like a dick otherwise. No. No, no. Be, no. Honest, be honest. Be yourself. Rodeo, Rodeo is Hufflepuff. Easily. Whoa. We're weird as fuck. Uh, okay, I'm, uh, I'm curious how the rest of this is going to shake out then. Ooh, oh, you, you think first. Detective is Hufflepuff. I think Detective... No, you do yours first, I'll do mine. Okay, Resident Ghost is definitely Ravenclaw. They have the narrative set. <laughs> they have the narrative set. They're, they're very, like, high okay. concept. Uh, sure. A bunch of very smart people. I would put them as the Ravenclaws. Uh... <laughs> I think uh, Jensen has this very, like, aloofness and, like, this lovingness about them. And so I'd put them as Gryffindor. You know, they're very courageous. somewhere is screaming. They're courageous performers. Why is she screaming? Because that's what she picked for hers. Oh. She thinks that they're Gryffindor. They're Gryffindor. Shout out to friend of the show, Gretchen. And, uh, yeah, then that leaves (laughs) Detective with Slytherin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... <laughs> by the way, by the way, I I took the Pottermore quiz like in my adult life, and I'm a Slytherin, so so I don't really. So I am a Ravenclaw. Okay. Detective, in my thing, is Ravenclaw. Right. Because we're the pattern team. That's my like justification. You're the pattern team. Yeah. So patterns are like really smart. Well, here's my justification. Three oh one. Yeah, I know, but like, which you're a TA of, so like you're super, super, super smart. Yeah, you're like so you're like another level. Of- I will tell this story though. Uh, Gantz was doing a practice with the Johnsons when, they, like, after like we were announced as the house teams. Right. It's like we gotta we gotta stay here. We gotta keep patterns at the theater. And then we did our opening shows. And the next show, he's like, "Well, it doesn't matter because have you seen Scott's team? Like, they're they're doing patterns. It's fine." Um, you guys are Gryffindor. Okay, why is that? Um, because your man crush Matthew is on the team, and he's your hero and your heart and your soul. He is, there's no way he's not a Gryffindor. <laughs> first of all, first of all, there's no way he's not. Um, Resident Ghost to me is Slytherin, and Jensen to me just screams in a very positive way, Hufflepuff. Okay, and who's the person who asked the question? Gretchen was the one who originally posed it to me. So she said Gryffindor is. I think she put us as Hufflepuff. I think she put... Oh, that's... I think we all we all agree that Resident Ghost was Slytherin. She said they were Gryffindor. You were in Ravenclaw? I don't remember what, exactly what hers was. But whatever mine is, then not everyone agreed with. Interesting. When was this question posed? Why is this, you know... I don't know. I just forgot. I just completely forgot about it until that. Okay. Well, that is interesting. Matthew, what'd you get on your Pottermore? He shouted... What'd you get on your Pottermore? Say, what do you think? What do you think? Is it Gryffindor? Dramatic entrance? Yes. <laughs> Dead on. Dead on the stone. I told you. Dead on. My, boy, my boy's a lion. <laughs> Have you seen that mane? I've seen that mane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's glorious. It's a glorious. He's glorious he grows it out. Is he? he no, not now. Okay. He has. In the past? Yeah. 
I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen it grown out. It was about last Christmas. When I gave you my heart? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, they, you I'm, I have this thing where uh, I got this from my mother. My mother used to sing whenever I would say something that was in a song she knew. She would immediately start singing the song. And I have that very same thing. And I also have the reverse. Not the reverse, but like the tangential thing where if someone says something... That's in a song, I will complete the lyric, and then I'll laugh, and people will be like, why the fuck are you laughing right now? And I'll be like, well, it's a song. I'm not necessarily ne- not laughing. <laughs> I knew that was last Christmas. No, you're you're necessarily not laughing, actually. It's, it's in fact... It's more like a, Laughing is, in fact, a binary thing. I did check, I did check the joke. I gotcha. I recognized you just did a, did a joke. Right. God, it's so weird doing the podcast out there, isn't it? It is. Do you want to invite him in? You want to make this a three-man thing? I'm walking to Kroger. Oh, he's walking to Kroger. Bye, Matthew. Y'all want anything? I'll text you if I do. Sushi. You really want sushi? California rolls. You really want... I have no cash or access to Venmo. Oh, so... <laughs> nothing I prefer, is what you want. I prefer you buy me sushi, yes. <laughs> I uh, will... Think about it. All right, thank you so much. I thought about it. Oh, no. All right. Ooh. Continue to think about it, though, on your way there. Ah. And when you pass by the sushi, just give it another thought. Yeah, just give it, like, two more thoughts when you pass by the sushi. Maybe now I'll get some for myself. And just <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably that will happen. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't like your sushi. How dare you? Kroger has the best sushi. That's not true. There's a lot of great oh, sushi. Oh, yeah, Richmond. Uh, <laughs> I lived I moved here in 2011 for college uh, but I lived in Powhatan before that for 18 years which is 45 minutes west of here east west west of here I think it's one of those of here 45 minutes sounds made up to me it is it's kind of a made up place sounds, uh, sounds like both some bullshit <laughs> no it used to be very rural um, it's actually starting to weirdly like uh, I mean it's always been like suburbanized I mean not always but since I was grown up it's been suburbanized but mm-hmm. like it's starting to get more and more like Midlothian-y you know have you uh, ever been to Midlothian I work in Midlothian oh that's right yeah I work in at, that uh, at, at uh, Golden uh, uh, at the former Golden Corral building. the former Golden Corral slash women's prison slash church. church. I'm so glad that I spoke up during that set when they asked for a suggestion of a weird office that you work in and I said that whole thing. Yes, that was in second best they were just they were, they were just like, uh, shut up. Yeah. I'm like, I do, I promise. Yeah. I promise you I do. <laughs> and it was the truth. And it that's, was the truth. That was all I wanted. Uh, and moving away from work so we don't... Uh, Implicate you. <laughs> I think. I think the last time I talked about work on the show, which could you imagine employee listening to this? I yeah, I know. That's what I'm terrified of. Is that someone in my work is going <laughs> to listen to it? Oh gosh, that's a that's a fear. It is so it's so weird. Like like okay, so. Here's a question. Okay, are, are you going to promote that you were on the show, like social media? I think I am, but also, like, I'm not a big social media user. Like, I probably will just because I've heard you say, like, I like it when people promote the show because I do like it. More people, more people listen to it. So I will, but I can, I can see it getting like three likes because I don't post all that often. So people don't follow me. Like, you know, like people don't really like, uh, I, at get off my farm. Uh, at get off my farm on Instagram. I'll definitely put more on Instagram. I get more, I get more love on Instagram than I do on Facebook. Fuck Facebook. I'm on Facebook. 
like once a month, maybe. Well, I'm on Facebook because that's where all my accounts are tied to. Exactly. It's, yes. a, lo- it's a login authenticator. I don't even have the Facebook app on my phone. I don't have Messenger on my phone. Like I do, but I'm just a connect- I'm just a connected bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I'll go on Facebook like once a month, and because co- all the coalition stuff is there. Exactly. Um, but excuse me, I'm not a big ins- I'm not a big social media user in general. Uh, I got into using Reddit for a spell, and still am not. And I, I will Reddit is places. not a social media. Can we get off of that? Yeah, that's not really. It's like the new age social media where like everything's anonymous and you're your own. But they're trying to make it not that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, they're really pushing for that. Like, like I, I don't I, want anyone knowing my username. Uh, no, it's not. Get off my farm I for sure. Not smell that anymore. Oh my gosh. The whiskey. Do you not even want this anymore? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, but you haven't even like touched. No, because I know if I drink all this, I'm going to be smashed with the podcast, and then you're going to know all my secrets, and I'd rather not. <laughs> well, we have about, give or take, 20 to 40 minutes left. 20 to 40 minutes left. That's I enough to say, take another big-ass goal, I think. I would say that that's kind of what we're looking at. We're looking at what? 20 to 40 minutes. 20 to 40 minutes. 20, right? So I think we're at about 45 now. You're not, a, you're not a fan of just letting the show come to its natural end, as, the, as so- Pete Holmes would put it? <sighs> The thing your is, idol, your podcast idol, podcast idol, favorite name for a comedy special ever. By the way, uh, nice try, the devil. Nice try, the devil. That, that's such a good bit. Yeah, I um when I did the two hour shows, <clears throat> that that's how it would be. I would like shoot for two hours, but I would like I would like be so much more like just upfront with my bullshit and like. What do you mean by did, that? Did you ever listen to any of the old ones? Any of the first uh, twenty two? Haven't gotten back there yet. Taylor was the earliest one I believe I listened to, and he's in the late thirties. Yeah. So like, the thing is with um, who, with those episodes, they were two hours long, right? Two hours minimum, and then anything over was like natural end kind of thing. Or I would do them at ten a.m. and I had class at one. Uh, so if I'd have someone, because most of those people were in my class, so I'd like him a ride or to class or something. Oh, nice! Oh, like a Sunday? You took a Sunday class? I took a Sunday class. Nice. And so like, um, if you have two hours to, to noon, classes at one, so you have about thirty-ish minutes before you have to be like, "Well, we gotta go. We got class." Right. Yeah. Um, Matthew did an episode. His I think his is still the longest at two hours and fifty-six minutes. If you can imagine, because that was the first time him and I really talked. Really? We met, we met in one-on-one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now I've got to listen to that episode. I feel like I, that's I, an archive of like a, a beautiful friendship. I have to listen to it. <laughs> it might be more awkward. You might be like, these guys are roommates now? These guys are like BFFs? Yeah, it's always weird like the first like, especially in like Coalition. There's so many people you circle at Coalition, and since I've got enough whiskey in me now, me and you were obviously two of those people, where you just sort of, like, run in the same circles, but you're just sort of, like, eyeballing each other while you're, yeah, like, you yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. how to react to them yet, yeah. and then, like, you know, a couple nights out, like, drinking or whatever, and, like, everything's fine. Anthony was a big, in a big way, that for me. Really? Yeah, Anthony and I, because he was in my 201 group, and That's I just right. didn't know how to, like, I didn't know how to react to him, I didn't know if... He was like, I always, I always go into situations. I have a lot of anxiety in general, sure. so I go into a lot of situations thinking people are annoyed with me or like dislike me or just do not want to get to know me. Oh, you mean that thing called existing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh I wow. Feel that too. Oh wow. Dropping some <laughs> knowledge bombs. But yeah. So like, uh, so they were in the two one group, and I was like, I would show up and stays on like sometimes after their class because I got off at eight, um, and uh, I would always feel. Like, weird. Like, I was like, 
do these people even like me? Like, you know, like, do I want to, like, interrupt on their, like, class bonding time or whatever? And then, like, I think it was St. Patrick's Day this year, um, Anthony came out with me and Taylor, and we just had, like, a nice long talk, and then, like, now we're, now we're friends. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's, it sort of happened, like, this weekend slash over the past couple weeks since I've been corresponding with you pretty frequently, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's why I was kind of excited to get on the podcast, because I feel like we've never actually sat down and have a conversation, despite being in... Similar circles for... Not that we've covered any new ground. What's that? What do you mean by that? I feel like the things we talk about are things we both, like, talk about. Already. Talk about improv, talk about whatever. I mean, yeah, not really, though. Like, when's the last time we had a conversation about improv? I guess you're right. I guess the thing, I guess the thought is, like, your opinions don't, our opinions don't differ that much from other people's. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, improv is now, good mind. Now, yeah, but now we both, yeah, okay. I think, um, God, I think that's super true. I think the thing, like, I still feel like, so I, I still feel that way. Like, I'm annoying so many people or whatever. Right. All but the time. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, that's natural. It doesn't go away. I mean, that's the same vein as, like, feeling like you're not good at improv. Yeah. But it's just like, um. It's imposter syndrome. Like, all around. Like, in personal life and in improv. It's like, you just feel like, I don't belong here, so why would I? I struggled for a long time when I found out I made that team. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Talked to a lot of people. And I was just like, I do not. I was, I was like prepared to go through the six months with like the number thirty three as like a, a moniker for my life. The number thirty three. So we there's eight people per team, right? Right. But there are nine people on our team. Did I get the wrong number? Eight plus eight, sixteen, thirty two, thirty three. Okay. I, in my mind, I was like, I was the thirty set, thirty third one chosen. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Chip on your shoulder bullshit. Like, yeah, I don't. I, here's the thing. I don't know that they pick it like that. No, like, they, they, they didn't. They exactly. did But in my mind, it was just like, I barely made it. Right. And it was just like, yeah, it was total imposter syndrome. It was like. Right. I don't know. And it was just like, the, the whole, the whole like idea is just like, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. And so, yeah, once, uh, you know, having hit people on the show a lot more and then like having, Hearing not only people want to be on the show, people ask me to be on the show. That must be really nice. Like I was, I was like literally so many people were asking to be on the show that I was afraid to push the issue, like to come on the show because it's no, I, I like in it demand. It, it does make it a lot easier to like do that, but also yeah, it definitely makes you feel good. But uh, like the worst thing is like some people have I've heard are feeling bad that I haven't asked them. Really? And I'm just like, no, I, of course, like, I'll, I'll name drop. I don't care. I feel like that's, this is fine. Like, of course I want Jonathan Nelson to be on the show. Does Jonathan Nelson feel like you don't want him to be on the show? I don't, I, I think, I think. Is there a show in Richmond right now that doesn't want Jonathan Nelson on it? If there is, I don't want to be on it. Exactly. Show. Like, that dude is, oh my God. You did what was I thinking with him? Yeah, I'm TAing his class. That dude is I'm next working. fucking level. That dude is gold. That dude is like, mentor status, for real. Like, yeah. Golly, like, uh, we were doing, we did an exercise once in a practice where it was like, think of an improv hero or somebody to look up to or a mentor or something like that, and try to, try to be them doing this scene. Right. So, like, yeah, and, like, I picked Pajor because that's someone who, like, I feel like I could kind of interact, but, like, there was a couple of Jonathan Nelsons in that group, and it was just like, of course. Like, because just, oh, God, everything he does is so great. Okay, if I, a, a tangential thing again, but yep. Pajor, you mentioned Pajor, and mentioned being, like, looking up to people and being, like, afraid of them. Um, I'm not afraid of Pajor. That is not what happened. Me and, me and Pajor uh, hung out at the after-after party a fair amount, and then he helped me get a lift home. And we were talking outside, waiting for the lift, and uh, we said something about last year's festival, and I was like, 
Oh, yeah, I, and I didn't show up to your after party because I was just a one-on-one kid and I was intimidated. And he just, like, looked away and was like, that's weird. And I just started laughing. We both just started laughing because it's like, it's fucking weird. We're all people. We yeah, all do, exactly. We all do improv at a theater. Like, there's no reason to be intimidated by these people, but they're, you know, like... I feel like there's a good reason to look at Pyjor or Jonathan Nelson and be like, I admire you. I want to, like, I want to be on your level comedically. But there's no reason. You can separate that from the human being that they are, probably feeling the same thing we are, which is like, yeah. this person doesn't really want to hang out with me. I'm just a weird guy, and I'd rather not, like, you know, or like, you know, we're circling each other, like, making eye contact again. Like, there's no reason to feel like that personally. But, like,. Yeah. Of course, we make ourselves feel like that. Of course. Because... N- never once has anyone from any <laughs> level come up to me and talk to me, and I've been like, why, why is this guy talking to me? Right. Because people don't think like that. Right. Unless you're like... Anyone in this community that guaranteed doesn't think like that. Right. Like, this community is built on such support. Yeah, I felt the same way with, like... With like the, the last of the, the top three was Newman. Right. Because he just... He just seems like he's wearing armor. <laughs> but then, like, I took I took his 501, and he's just like, yeah, like, uh, like he invited uh, everyone over to his house after the thing. Right. And so I went in for a handshake, and he pulled me in for a hug, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah? Yeah, like, dude, uh, yeah. He's just like anybody else. He's just a great dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I got through that pretty early, or early with him and Pydor because, like, we all were at the video game hangout, so, like, that summit, again, there were a bunch of icebreakers where you went around and talked to, like... You got you like speed dated quote unquote yeah, yeah. quote unquote for the uh, listener. Uh, you speed dated with like a bunch of people you didn't know. And it, when I got to Pyjor and I got to Newman, I was like, uh, "What were your consoles? Like, you know, like what'd you play? Like, and all that stuff." And we just sort of had a normal conversation. Like that helped me be like, "Oh, it's just we're all just people." Like, you know, we all just sort of feel this way. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Pyjor said after the video game night, he walked out and he's like, I miss when video games weren't social. And that cracked me. That as I've been thinking about that quote ever since because I literally bought a Nintendo Switch and I've been thinking about buying like a PS2 or like Xbox One to like play with other people. But like that's never been like my video game style. Like I've always oh, been Oh, wait, like, you said PS2 and Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I had a PS2 when I was younger, a PS4, not a PS2. I had a yeah, PS2, yeah, yeah, you can't play it online with anybody. You no. don't, you yeah. don't whoa, whoa, you can. PS2 did have wireless features. Or not wireless. Did, but it doesn't anymore. Oh, probably not. They shut down their servers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So you can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. so my point stands. Retract, retract. If you, if you read back the transcript, you will find I did not perjure myself. All right, Mulaney. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's one of the things is just like... I don't know. I think the thing, even like, because like Pyjor did my free view, and uh, like the first time I ever did like a full set was with Pyjor, like plus one. Oh, the Pyjor plus one. That I show was great. It. I wish I wish he would do that more because that was like really good for my. He hasn't retired it, has he? I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's just an, I think it's just dormant for a bit. Just chilling. I hope he goes back to it. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I hope he doesn't permanently retire that because that was like. That was really fucking funny. I've talked about that. On like at least ten, fifteen episodes, just right. how influential that was to me, and also like the the woman I was seeing at the time was uh, a huge emotional, a huge emotionally abusive presence in my life. Right. So I like shared this wonderful moment, and she was just like, in all lowercase, no punctuation. Cool. <laughs> I was like saying like I just won the lottery. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So like that set uh, rings rings in my head for two reasons, and one of them is uh, that one. Of, another one is like uh, one's emotional abusive girlfriend, and one's ah one of the best fucking like like I I get it. This is always the follow up thing. Like I don't know how hard it is to make Pajero laugh on stage, but I did that. Do you feel before like, my one on one showcase? Do you feel like uh, you haven't let that go with the girlfriend thing? Um, I don't want to say that I haven't. I definitely have issues with like. Um, I'm definitely not ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm definitely working through some stuff. Just trying to become my own individual. I cannot bend this bottle cap. Is that something Are I you trying to bend it? I'm what? trying to. Is that something I should be able to do? No. Why do you... Why, I mean, yes, but it no. Oh. But, like, I can't get a good grip on it. Because <laughs> you have to, like, put pressure on it this way, right? Yeah, you have to put pressure... I want to bite it, but that's, like, bad for your teeth. Is it? I've fucking fucked up teeth anyway. Give me a bottle cap. You um, if you won't use mine. What? Um, yeah, that's definitely not something. There it is. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the champ at biting bottle caps. The read bag is weird on that. <laughs> um, oh, wait, so this is something that used to be on the show, too. I take it directly from, you made it weird, like, I love talking about relationship on that show, and it was just like, okay. for me... I've always been a relationship person, and so, yeah, moving to mm. Richmond, I went through, like, the bad... Because you've listened, you know about those relationships. Right. So, like, getting getting to getting to now, it's just like, yeah, I don't think... I mean, I, I, I think just because I've been through a couple of things lately that have really shaken me. Okay. And just, like, that was another moment that really shook me, was being with that person who just made me feel so shitty, mm. who made me feel like I did not... I was not being a person right. Everything yeah. I was doing was wrong. And so, like, I don't think I've let that go just because that's something that everyone goes through. Like, I don't know if the way I'm doing blank is right, but, like, you're just living your life. Right. Like, you, like anyone you see at the theater or, like, I don't know, anyone, anyone you think is cool, they probably have thoughts of, like, I'm not doing this right. Right. So, like, the fact that anyone has those already and then someone else makes you feel that way, it's just, like... It's just, it's too much to deal with. Yeah. No, it's, and it's okay not to be, you know, done with that yet. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of great mental work that can be done being alone when it comes to that stuff. There, it's, it's grueling work. Like it, it really is people do not give, uh, mental work enough credit for like how fucking grueling it can be at times, but it's yeah. rewarding as hell. Um, and, uh, you know, if you feel like, you're at all like gripping on to that situation or anything along those lines. There's like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of reward and sort of like taking some time off to be like, I'm not even going to look for a relationship right now. Like I'm not even going to do anything along those lines. I'm being by myself. And sometimes that's tough, but I got to be by myself, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a lot of it. I don't know. Talking, I don't know. It's, it's tough to know how vulnerable to be. Cause I used to like, focus on being super vulnerable on the show. Okay. But now that, like, more people listen, it's, like, really hard. Like, how how, how into it do I want to get? How, like, intimate do I want to get on this mic right now? Yeah. No, I understand that. I, you don't have to. I was, I'm... It's not, it's not... It does feel very, like... I did not expect it to feel this way because I, I you know, like, I hear this all the time, but I 
I I feel very like this is a very natural conversation. Like, yeah. I've forgotten it was a podcast a couple times. That's yeah. That, that that that's first of all, that's why the mics are where they are. Right. Because I want there. To, I don't because like when I did it with Michael, they were right here. And I'm just like, I, they, of course, this gets great audio and like whatever. But like this audio is fine. Right. I have some foam. Right. The point is to have a conversation. I have some foam. Have you taken a picture of the foam and put it on the no, Instagram? No, there has not been a because the um, oof. I don't. Yeah, Grace and I didn't do a picture. I forgot to do that. Oh, is she next week or this week? Yeah, she's tomorrow. Ooh, so I gotta find. I gotta find something to do for that one. And then Chris, uh, we were in a hurry because we had a show, so we took it outside the theater, and he was the first one in the studio. And then Michael was at his at his studio. Michael they fall. Okay, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. one for work. Right, yeah. Yeah, so you'll be the first to get a picture of the phone. There we go. Boom. But, um, I feel honored. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, but this, this, uh, yeah, I think the, the big thing is just, yeah, that was the, one of the big, the catalysts for this, this, doing this show is like, um, something you do alone. Obviously, I'm not alone because I'm doing a two person show, but like, right. I, um, I was out of a relationship, and so I did this. And then I've been through a couple. I've dated a couple people, short short relationships, right? Over the course of doing this show, and it's just like um, I don't know. In your personal life, like you realize kind of how what you're ready for, how things go, right? You you, know, you learn about yourself by living. It's so definitely it's like a theme. It's like that was a theme talking about relationships. It got a little too whiny. Yeah, it got a little too like. Um, well, that 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 I feel like is the problem with some of these. Like, is some of the shows that like you're you're allowed to be whiny in your personal life when you're venting about some of these situations. But venting onto a microphone, exactly. But yeah. it doesn't feel like a microphone, so you're just sort of hanging out and like doing whatever. But like, yeah. um, but then you listen to it back and you're like, I'm just whining about yeah. an old relationship. And I think I had like four, and it just felt so like. The opposite of woke, like right. It was like four or five like sh- white guys, not all straight, but like white guys in a row. Right. And the second half was just like talking about how and the the intention was how difficult it is to find a relationship nowadays, right? And how just approaching that whole game. But it what it sounded was like uh, I'm a nice guy. Uh, that whole thing. nice guy TM and, exactly. And so that was that was the, one of the biggest catalysts for cutting the show down by half. I, got- I took I took the winner off right. And I brought Bob on for the first episode, and I was like, normally I do two hours, but uh, we're going to try one. And I remember I hated it, because I was just like, Bob's such a great dude, and he talks... Some, some people talk a lot. Some people, we have conversations. Sometimes I have to do a lot of talking. Right. He was one where he talked a lot. Okay. And I was just so interested in everything he had to say. Huh. And I just felt like when we got to the end of the hour, I think we pushed it to like an hour 20, and I was just like, fuck, oh, there's <laughs> so much more. Right. I want to get into some of this shit real deep. I think I feel like you've limited yourself enough that if you've got the actual time, like physical time, you yeah. should try and like let it just come to a natural end. Because you're because now you know not to fall into the same pitfalls. You're not doing two hours plus an hour about some white guy whining about how he's such a nice guy and can't get into a relationship. You're just doing like a... <laughs> just uh, want to reiterate, that was not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last 45 minutes, right? In my mind, that's how it is forever. Uh, pretty much, basically. <laughs> We're going to call it whatever else. It's, it's, it's recorded. Um, it's public. Yeah, we'll cut this out. We'll cut this all out. Well, I'm, doing no, I'm only cutting uh, one part out was where you sneezed violently. Four times. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, so, 
you were in a relationship early last year, 2017. Yeah. And how long was that for? Uh, that was four and a half years. Hmm. Um, Hot diggity damn. Yeah. Like all, all college. Then. Uh, yeah, it was half, I guess like three-fourths of college. And uh, afterwards, it was 19 to 24. I had a weird college career where I didn't, um, I didn't graduate immediately or at all. Uh, so, did you graduate? No, I did not. How long did you go for? Uh, five to six years. Hey, oh. I'm curious. It was part-time, mostly. I mean, I, um, I, I was it took working. me five years to do it. I, um, I barely did it. But yeah, uh, and I wanted to do this more than anything else. But then I got I got I got caught up in that relationship, and I you know got in that sedentary lifestyle. So like I wasn't going to school, but I also wasn't like living. Yeah, I wasn't doing any of this shit. You were in a relationship. Uh, yes, I feel there's a way. I feel there's a way out there right now to be in a relationship while also still like being alive and living your life. I was not doing it, um, but I feel I feel there's a way out there. I don't feel, but I feel like you have to be alone long enough to get that. Like, I, I, when I first got out of that relationship, I told myself I was going to be single for a year. And then it was really hard. I also lost a ton of weight very quickly. And uh, that did not help things. Uh, but I made it a year um, single. And then the year got there and I was like, I'd like to do a lot more. You know, so it's been a year and a half now? How long has it been? Since January, it's been a year and five months. Well, it's been, it was March, I think. It was year like two months. Yeah, so it was a year and two months. Um, I, I don't see myself not being single in the foreseeable future. I definitely, I I like this a lot. I like where I'm at a lot. And, you know, I'm definitely open to, like, whatever happens, happens. But I'm not even, I'm, I'm not only not pursuing things, I'm doing the opposite in most situations. I'm, like, anti-pursuing things. Yeah, I'm avoiding things, yeah. That's, uh, because over the past, this is so funny that you talk about that. <clears throat> over the past year, I've been in each kind of relationship to the point where it's like, um, you either, the past two years since I moved here, I've either been too invested or not enough invested. Mm. Not ready, too ready. Right. On one end, but like not having my own thing and then having too much of my own thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just recently got out of uh, a relationship. Yeah. And so, like, it's um, it's difficult because it was just like there was nothing wrong. It was just like I'm just not in a place for that. Well, that was I think I think that was us. Uh, I think that was my relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were we were together for about two three months, and you were together for about uh, what fifty two. Uh, no, it's but it's the, but it's it shouldn't matter. Uh, it really shouldn't. Um, you know, and she was. Uh, I mean. It was, I mean, she was the one who did the breaking up with, so I won't speak for her. Um, but I can tell you that it seemed like, and I, and from an inside perspective, looking back, I was definitely, uh, just sort of like not really in a place to be in a relationship, but, uh, I was, ter- I was scared of everything back then. Like I wouldn't, you know, it was the same reason I was way overweight and wasn't doing comedy mm-hmm. and was doing nothing with my life is cause I was scared of doing anything. So why would I, you know, take the impetus yeah, yeah. to like get out of the relationship um, and then she did. Uh, so they can't take you from your really, really safe, warm bed. Yes, through out to the cold streets. Really, yes, yes. You are now a thousand times better. Not necessarily anything negative against her, but just you no. individually have improved. Yes, and that's and that is the beauty of it. And that's why I'm always for. That's why I'm almost like 
<laughs> I'm almost the worst person to go to for like dating advice because I'm always just like, oh, you're having kind of problems? Get the fuck out of there. You're having a tiny problem. You need to be alone yeah. for yourself for yeah, exactly. You need days alone like... for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> then, then figure it out. Yeah, exactly. No, but like I literally was the. It was the best thing in the world for me. Um, and uh, that you know it sucks, but I almost look. I look back on it and I miss it. I had a really shitty 2017, not just for that. There was, a, like, eight different things that happened that year. I, uh, know, I think I know a couple of them. Well, uh... Not, they're, not for the, they're not for the air. Right. Um, well, one of them was I was in three separate car accidents. Ooh! Uh, two of them involved totally my car. I uh, My car was totaled because I was... I T-boned someone at a stoplight, but they ran the red light, so it was their fault. Um, and my car got totaled. Uh, then I bought a new car, and then two months later, I, in the rain, could not stop in time and rear-ended somebody. Their Jeep was fine. My car was totaled. Uh, Isn't it funny how sometimes that happens? It, it, and the, it's funny, I guess, in retrospect, at the time it was... Having totaled a car where I hit somebody else in their car, they could drive away just fine, like they had a hitch. My car was totaled. I know what that's like. And it's just like, how did that happen? How did mine get destroyed? And yours was like, Fucking oh, fine. there's a couple of scratches. You 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 tore up my bumper sticker a little bit. Now it says something less funny. It's <laughs> it's fucking, it, it was really fucking annoying at the time. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you off to ask because I'm really curious okay. about the weight loss. Because okay. that was something, um, <clears throat> somebody who, before I knew you... Somebody I knew knew you, and I they knew they knew that um, we did comedy together at the theater, right? And I think I showed them the, a picture of you or something like this, Joe Freeman. And they're like, "Oh my god, he's lost so much weight." Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Tell your story. This is not. Moment. This is not a hyperbole. I was three hundred pounds uh, uh, at one point in my life. Uh, it was probably late 2016 when I was 300 pounds. I had lost a little bit of weight because I was doing a delivery job for 45 hours a week uh, on top of an ABC store job. Uh, so I was standing a lot um, or walking a lot. Uh, but I was really fucking overweight. And, uh, yeah, I would just sit at home all the time, eat only fast food. I was a picky eater, yeah, which I don't understand anymore. Like, it's only been <laughs> it's only been a year, but I look back on myself like a fucking fool because uh, I, I wouldn't eat anything except, like, meat and potatoes. And, like... Um, oh, so you're me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... What an idiot I was. I know, I feel right? Now, okay, now, I'm, now it's all awkward. I feel very <laughs> bad. Um... But uh, just try some new stuff, man. Uh, uh, no, I do, I do. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, then the the breakup happened. I lost twenty pounds in like the span of a week and a half, maybe two weeks. From uh, stress? Uh, no, from not eating. Uh, I was very depressed, uh, and uh, then was like, well, on a lot of things, not just that, and not just diet. But I was like, I'm, I got to hit the giant reset button here because I got, I got the space, like you know. If I'm, if I'm, it's the same thing with improv. I'm like, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I started running every day. Um, I made sure every meal I had was 50% veggies, 25% grain, 25%, uh, protein. That would be every meal. Um, and then I would, you know, like every once in a while I'd cheat, but not really all that often. And then, uh, on top of that, I was doing, at the time I was doing body weight exercises. That's how I lost the bulk of the weight. And then I started going to the gym and doing like, uh, machine stuff, and I didn't really care for that. Now I'm doing kettlebells. Um, kettlebells are a lot of fun. This is probably really boring. I'm, to listen to. I am so <laughs> intrigued. I like kettlebells a lot because they're light 
car, you're like, you get the fe- adrenaline of cardio. Like, it's all like, you know. The lifting of doing weights. Yeah, exactly. It's like a bunch of fast movements. You're, you know, it's very kinetic energy type of shit. Because I go to the gym now and I'm just like, I know how to do the, that, 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 and then I'll do those things and then I'll do some box jumps and then I'll go home. Dude, get, I, I love, um, I don't know. The weights didn't really do it for me. Like, they were definitely helping with the muscles and shit. Um, but I never really cared about that. I liked the feeling it gave me. Uh, running was something that I didn't want to do for the longest time in my life. And then I started doing it and like by three weeks in, it was my favorite thing to do in the world. I would go on a run whenever I felt stressed or like anything mm. along those lines. Uh, I just love the feeling of like, it's a giant adrenaline rush, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's why I like kettlebells cause it sort of gives you that feeling. You're like moving the entire time and you, you know, you feel like you're active and energetic, but you're also, it's helping out with like building muscle and shit like that. This has been fitness cast. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I lost a lot of weight. Uh, it's weird. I don't mentally think of myself as anything other than 300 pounds. Uh, I can't imagine what that's like. It's weird. Uh, if I catch a glimpse of myself, um, that's the happiest I'll feel. Like I'll, I'll like walk past a, like a shiny wall. Yeah, exactly. A shiny wall. (laughs) (laughs) You encounter them all the time in your daily life. Uh, I'll pass by like, you know, something reflective and I'll be like, Oh, you know, like I look great. But then like, if I actually examine myself in the mirror, it's like, you know, I just pick it apart and I, and I I won't allow myself to, you know, think anything other than I'm, Mm -hmm fat as hell. And I don't know how to shake that. I still don't know how to shake that, but I like there's a lot of benefits besides that that have really helped. Health and stuff? Health, uh, confidence, yeah. e- even though I still feel 300 pounds, just like there's endorphins running through your body constantly, where, as opposed to like, I, this sounds stupid in retrospect, but I genuinely had no idea how lifestyle affected your mentality so yeah. much. I, when I was sedentary, I was depressed <clears throat> all the time, and I hated myself. I straight up hated myself. And, um, I, uh, since then I've just like, you know, I have a new passion for a a lot of things. Like, you know, I have a renewed energy in life in general. And like, all that's really great. If, if, if if there's anything to take away from your journey, it's just like, it didn't just happen. Like you, something happened. Like, yeah, you were doing whatever you were doing, but then like you, regardless of if that, that the catalyst was your intention or not, like you took the reins and pushed the button and like moved that shit forward. That's all willpower. Well, that's, well, that's, uh, one of the things I learned in the therapy I did afterwards was, mm-hmm. uh, I remember my first therapy session, uh, my therapist, I, I came up and I was like, I went through his breakup. It's very sad. And like, you know, like I started even a little bit to just dip my toes in the feeling too. It's like, all right, yeah, I know I get it. And like, it felt very off putting at first, but one of the things he preached, which really helped me, um, was the power of mindsets, you know, the power of framing everything over everyday life. That's what, uh, for anyone interested, uh, rational emotive behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy uh, are two types that I will ride or die by, um, because they are very concrete approaches, uh, to fixing mental problems. Uh, and one of the things rational emotive behavioral therapy was the thing I took, uh, preaches, is you have irrational thoughts all the time. So, like, you know, I'm having emotions. I want to die because I'm very sad. Um, you can't just change the emotion. You can't just tell yourself, stop being really sad. Mm-hmm. But you can change the thought that led to the emotion. So, like, you'll do, you'll sit down and just do homework where you just open a journal and you'll be like, I'm feeling this way. And you'll be like, well, why is that irrational? And then you'll spend four questions, like, or like eight questions, like, breaking down this rational thought and why it's irrational. And at the end, you replace it. With an irrational thought. I'm sad, but things will get better. 
you know, like, it's not about ignoring emotions. It's not about repressing anything. It's about... It's not about invalidating your feelings. Exactly. Uh, validating what is true. Exactly. You're you're attacking your problems in a very concrete way. Um, I loved it. Um, and that really was the catalyst for everything I've done um, since then. So, um, one of my giant irrational thoughts that hung over my life like a Paul was, um, like a Paul is probably not a phrase that actually exists in real life. Like a Paul. I've had a lot of whiskey. Um, (laughs) one of the things that, uh, hung over my life, uh, one of these worldviews was that I was a constant victim. Everything happened to me. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, things were happening to me all the time and I was very sad about them because why couldn't I stop things from happening? And that's why I wouldn't have survived 2017 without all that therapy or not all that there without the therapy. Um, it's because, you know, a lot of shit happened to me and you have to just sort of look at it as a learning experience and you're, you're not the victim in any situation. Maybe there's nothing I could have done to fix uh, the breakup or the car accident or the several other things that happened, but there's something I can do going forward to prevent something like that. And there's something I can go, go do, even if I can't prevent it, there's something I can do going forward to learn from that experience and make myself a better person out of that. If you look at yourself as the victim, things are happening to you and it just sucks, you yeah. know, and that's whatever. But if you look at it, every you're blaming the problems that have Exactly. But look at, you know, but if you look at yourself for two moments, like hey, almost anything is like an amazing opportunity. This whole process has been an amazing opportunity for me to improve my life as a human being. Matthew Forehand has entered the room, ladies and gentlemen. I suppose this is the appropriate time to say, is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to get to? Uh, I think that was, I think that was it. I, I touched on even stuff I didn't want to get to, and that was all great. It was all gravy. See, that's a, that's a natural flow of the show. Matthew, is there anything that, uh... You want to go on the record? That you want to go on the record about? Uh, team names you enjoyed. We talked about team names. First off, let me just say... I have a friend named Wade Harms that I've known since I was like, no, let me, let me just say this, so I never forget it. Former friend of the show, episode 13. Former living human being. As of the date, as of the date this comes out. Um, I've known this guy, Wade Harms, since seventh grade. I've known his family since 8th grade. Where'd he go today, Matthew? <laughs> what did he do today? Today, he went to the Stanley Cup Victory Parade in Washington, D.C. Oh my god, aren't you a huge Capitals fan? Yeah, that's great. I'm a Stanley huge, Cup. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Capitals fan. I'm, I've been a fan of the Capitals my whole life, and I'm a big fan. Wade, get this. <laughs> Ben Vindo and Leon apparently asked, oh, well, Matt, is he coming? And Wade was like, oh, he's getting a ride with his brother. I told him that was going to happen two days ago, but he didn't even call me to verify. Wow. Because he also told me that him and Ben Vindo wouldn't be going, probably. And then uh, for the first four hours of my shift today at work, I was in the office, um... Calming myself down <laughs> to keep myself to keep myself from ruining this friendship that my friend's apparently okay with ruining. 
Wade, I was a Washington fan and going to games before you even lived in the D.C. area. Oof. Oof. You motherfuck. You motherfuck. You singular motherfuck. I seriously was, like, so pissed off the work I had to... Because I was watching the parade. I was like, I'm not going to miss the parade online. And then it was so dreary out today in Richmond, and it was such a nice day. It was 75, breezy, and sunny, barely any clouds inside in the sky in D.C. That's my kind of weather. Oh, is it? It is. Wrap it up, Matthew. Wrap it up. (laughs) I think think he's wrapped. He's just trying to keep himself calm. That's all. He's having a... Having a rough time with it. Yeah, I can tell. Matthew, before you go, since this mm. is the official second best comedy fest wrap up show, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, to, oh. I'm trying to keep that so I can yeah, yeah. I'm I'm carving out a corner yeah, for yeah. next year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Whoa. this is coming out this is coming out a couple weeks after the fest, but this is the only episode where we'll talk about it on the show. Next year we're doing it right after the fest. Me and you we'll release it for <laughs> Yeah. Um but uh who, what was your favorite act of the festival? Uh We Robot. Oh, oh you told me about that. You said I missed yeah. that set. <clears throat> um, uh, second favorite was Take It Personal. Is that what they were Take It Personal was really good. Yeah, Take It Personal. Um, and, I mean, I love my mom's biscuits, of course. But, yeah, We Robot. Um, dude, their, their improv was, like, seriously, uh, it wasn't the energy-driven improv or pop-culture-driven improv. It was totally, like, just completely natural conversation improv, and it was absolutely ridiculous, and I thought they were just, like, like, it, I mean, it, they they were, like, two of the most tenured and, like, especially Bill Arnett, um, accomplished improv, improvisers there, and it showed. <laughs> it was, it was actor Will Arnett. He's just, he's just on a first-name basis Dude, with Will him. Arnett <laughs> doesn't hold a fucking candle to Ooh. Bill Arnett. Ooh. Shots fired. I'm calling it now. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought We Robot was amazing. Um, were you just? Can I just ask you? Were you on Instagram while Matthew was doing that whole spiel? Yeah, I was. Wow. Also, I just want to point out that the um, I believe that phones are listening to us, and this ad for whiskey proves it. That's George Dickel. Who Doesn't matter. You said whiskey. George you Dickel said whiskey. George Dickel is disco. George, George Dis- Dickel. <laughs> George Dickel is advertising, advertising all the time. The end. I haven't cool. seen it before. You just say whiskey a lot. Yeah, I do say whiskey a fair amount. I That's like whiskey. Saying. It just got sponsored. Messino, for, future friend of the so, show, says I uh, take it down like water. Um... Apparently, apparently that's the thing you're known for. Did you know that? You knew that, right? What's, what's his reputation? What? What's his reputation? Hey, what what you- I know is Wade Harms' reputation. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, it's, Joe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.